So this is a great solemn day for us as we come before the altar of the Lord. The church says the Eucharist is the source and summit of Christian life, right? The source and the summit, the fountain, the beginning, and the peak, right? Why, why is this church saying that the Eucharist is the source and summit of Christian life? Both the Vatican to Council talks about it and the Catechism of the Catholic Church talks about it. And then further on it says about Christ as that loaf, as that living bread. It is, uh, it is something that many of our you know, people of other faith, especially our brothers and sisters in Christian faith, struggle to understand that Eucharist is the source, that Eucharist is the summit. And they wonder why we make such a big deal out of it, you know, as Christian Catholics. Well, yes, we do. And why? It's not just because this is a thing, but this is Someone, it is just, just something, but it is someone. It is Jesus that we receive in his body and blood, soul and divinity as he talks about it in today's gospel. And we will break that down now. So going into the scriptures today, Jesus talks about, I am the living bread. John chapter 6 is an awesome part of the gospel. Every part of the gospel is awesome. But this just is discourse on the Eucharist. You know, start to the end, it's on the Eucharist, chapter 6 of John's gospel. Check it out. So today, that part of the gospel of John, Jesus says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats my body, drinks my blood, will live forever, right? So living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats my body, drinks my blood, lives forever. The Jewish audience you know, 2,000 years ago, it's much more easier for us and for Elush who received Jesus for the first time and all these amazing kids who did. Yeah, on Friday we have Matthew. We had Matthew receive Holy Communion for the first time. So many kids did. So for us to understand that Jesus' body and blood is sacramental, spiritual communion, uh, Jesus' sin, the body and blood, soul and divinity, real presence that we receive. But for the Jewish audience... Jesus saying, eat my body, drink my blood was appalling, you know. It was horrifying for them to understand that. So the Jews who were listening to him were quarreling among themselves. What? Cannibalism? You know, cannibalism? No, it can't be, you know. We cannot eat him, right? But Jesus was talking about what he would do later on. He had not yet celebrated the Last Supper. So they didn't know yet what he was talking about. And so they, you know, they, they stepped back. But Jesus is not, you know, calming down on that. He's not saying, oh, well, no, 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 don't misunderstand me. You know, let's tone this down. No, he doesn't say that. He just goes more forceful, Right? He says, yes, whoever eats my body, drinks my blood, will have life eternal. You know, that's realism. That's the truth that Jesus is talking about. It's not relativism that modern society talks about. If someone you don't agree, oh, let's tone this down. No, no, no. In the gospel, Jesus doesn't tone down anything. The truth of faith is spoken with compassion, yes. Is spoken with love, yes. Is spoken with mercy, yes. But the truth is spoken. And truth is lived by. And so, 
many of the followers of Jesus left. He didn't care about the numbers, but he cared about the truth. They said, this is a hard, this is a tough teaching. We can't live with this teaching. And they, many of them walked away. And then Jesus in the final part of John's Gospel, chapter 6, talks beautifully. He says, do you also want to go? And the apostles are looking at each other. And Peter says, okay, Peter, Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? Okay, Peter the apostle says, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. And we believe and we know that you are the Holy One of God. That's the truth of our faith. That's the profession of our faith. That Peter makes it right there and then. Even before the Eucharist is celebrated, even before that Holy Thursday celebration and institution of the Eucharist, Peter makes that profession of faith, Lord, to whom shall we go? Right? Yes. That's why we're wondering, while the churches have, you know, slow reopening, gradual, minimum, small numbers, hopefully we will have more numbers, but this is an opportunity for all of us. To really, Lord, to whom shall we go is a question of faith. Yes. Do we really think about it? We have come in the past. I have. You have. We all have. We have taken each other for granted maybe in our profession of faith. But this is a moment. The Lord invites us this day to think about, Lord, to whom shall we go? To think about, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. Let's look at the first reading, right? Deuteronomy talks about, you know, the, the food that came down from heaven, the manna that came down from heaven. And the Exodus people, it's actually, it happens in Exodus with Moses being with them. And here he's talking in Deuteronomy about it. And so people received this food for 40 years, miraculously, because the first reading says, you know, Andrea read for us, it says the fathers, the ancestors, they had no clue about it, where it came from. So it's not from some, you know, crop that grew nobody knew about. It's not from some, you know, tree that nobody knew and now they were eating. No, this was miraculous. It was provided. After 40 years, it stopped, right? It came the manna was set down for them from heaven while they were wandering in the wilderness. Now, if you think about Jesus who says the Eucharist is his body and blood, soul and divinity, if you think about it as symbolic, can't be. Because what is prefigured in the Old Testament and revealed in the New Testament, always prefiguration is you know, is lower than the revelation, which is greater, you know. So prefiguration of the manna that comes down from heaven, they eat it, 40 years, stop. Revelation, Jesus' body and blood, soul and divinity, 2,000 years, stop. No, <laughs> it still continues. And it will continue for years and decades and centuries to come, right? Because... Jesus is the bread of life because he is the new manna that the Father has provided for us. And whoever eats this body will live forever. 
That's the greatest truth, you know. If you take anything home today, takeaways, this is it. Whoever eats my body, drinks my blood, Jesus says, will live forever. You know, at the, just before I consume the precious body and blood, Jesus, the priest in silence, you know, now we speak them out a little louder because of the quieter presence here. May the body and blood of Christ keep us safe for what? Eternal life. Yes. That's our faith. That's our hope. And that's the gift Jesus has offered us. That is why he says, you know, whoever eats my body, drinks my blood, will live forever. Right? So that's the faith. So heaven is our eternal home. Heaven is our goal. Heaven is our purpose. And this nourishment we receive here on earth is for that purpose. To, you know, to reach heaven as our eternal home. All of us, children, everybody listening now, Eucharist is to nurture and nourish us to get to heaven. To get to heaven. That's the new bread of life. It has not stopped 2,000 years now, even amidst the persecutions and trials that the church has faced. And those of you who are listening from your homes, you are part of this. You're mystical body of Christ. And so, you know, conceive good intent today, your desire to receive Jesus spiritually today. You're part of this mystical body, even though you are distant, you, your prayers, your presence is felt here in this community. So conceive that desire to receive Jesus in spiritual communion today. Secondly, I want you to make a perfect contrition, sorrow in your heart for the sins that you may have committed also as that are physically present here. You know, thirdly, ask Jesus, you know, make that spiritual act of communion and receive Jesus, you know, spiritually in your heart at that time when it comes to the time of Holy Communion. And fourth, be like Zacchaeus, you know, who had that heart of gratitude, who repented for his past and changed his course of life. So the Eucharist has to change us. The Eucharist has to transform us. And then the thanksgiving, right? Give thanks to God for his grace has led you to have the spiritual communion with Jesus. And with this spiritual communion with Jesus that you receive from your home and wherever you are at this time participating in this Eucharist as you give thanks to him, make your prayer to him. Ask for blessings upon you, upon your families so that we will all be countered through this journey to the joy of everlasting life and peace and hope and salvation. So as we celebrate this great feast of feasts, the Eucharist, the most precious body and blood of Jesus, my brothers and sisters, may the Eucharist bring us, keep us safe for the joy of everlasting life. Until then, may we receive the fruits of Holy Communion, which is quickly, when you receive Holy Communion, you are in one with Christ, in union with Christ. 
also simply because you receive his body, soul, and divinity within yourself. That's the closest you can get to Jesus. Second, you distance yourself from sin. That's the fruit of receiving Holy Communion. And third, you become strong to be a witness of Christ in charity and love, to bear witness to Christ in the world today. So may the Eucharist help us to, bring, to become Christ to others, especially those struggling right now, especially those tormented right now, especially those seeking peace and justice right now, and especially those that are confused those that create turmoil in our communities and in our country and the world over, that they will understand that peace and justice can be found through nonviolent, peaceful protests and ways. May we, that calm, may we be that calming effect in the world as the body of Christ, as the hands and feet of Christ to others around us, as the speech and as the eyes, words and the eyes of Christ to others through our hearts of compassion, love, generosity, and peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.